You know what, Sam? What? It's time to hand out some grades. Yes, it is. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And today is the start of part one of midterm grades. Uh, we will not be doing midterm grades part two on Monday. That's going to be a Justin Williams special episode. But we will do part two um, the Friday as we release episodes on Mondays and Fridays. And Sam, uh, in this episode, we're going to be focusing on goalies and defensemen. But, but before we do that, I do want to say for this episode, we will not be rec- um, recapping the Anaheim game due to us being very busy on Thursday. And yes, the game is a factor. Um, so you guys will get it on the next episode. And it's just two games on the next episode. Not bad or anything. So that's going to be the game plan moving forward. And also another great thing that we keep talking about every single episode, Sam. Seat Geek. Which is a great, great deal. 20% off your first purchase at SeatGeek. Use promo code Kaniac Reports, all one word, while I really butchered that. <laughs> Go get yourself some tickets at a discount to Hurricanes, games, concerts, whatever SeatGeek has to offer, wherever they have to offer it, take advantage. Get yourself a discount. We like helping you all out. Go enjoy it. Nice and easy. Kaniac Report. And a few people have already used it. Good. So, so it's great. So it's it working. It works. It's great. Go get yourself discounted tickets if you haven't done so already. Make it work. Yes, definitely. Now, Sam, we have... I guess I can't say try the ribs for that, can I? No, you can't say no, try the ribs. Okay. Darn it. No, uh-uh. <laughs> which is a ribs. reference to another podcast. If you guys listen to it, then you'll know what that podcast <laughs> is. Uh, but now let's get into some NHL news, Sam. A couple of NHL pieces of news happened recently. Yeah. Uh, to me, the biggest one, though, William Nylander signs an eight-year, $11.5 million contract. Sam, Toronto, I think, has the worst cap structure in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, do you want to keep him? Yeah, he's awesome. He's yeah, he's a great. fantastic year. He's leading in all-star voting. Again, a lot of it has to do with he's from Toronto. Again, I kind of made my gripe about that on X yesterday or today. There's a reason I don't participate. It's a popularity contest, and bigger markets are always going to get their players in. Yeah, they are. Um, This contract would make sense if it was a hurricane. This contract would make sense if it was a team that needed offense. This contract makes sense. I can't see Don Waddell forking over that type of money. I'm saying this contract makes sense for a team starved for, for offense. This would make sense in Toronto if this was, say, like Jacob Slavin. Something like, because he's a player they desperately need, and he's someone that I'd be like, okay, yeah, you should overpay him because you don't have it. Right? Yes, not saying exactly. not saying Jacob Slavin gets that money here or anywhere. I'm saying it makes more sense for Toronto to pay a defenseman high dollars because they don't have one versus Marner, Matthews, Taze, or not Taze, uh, Tavares, and now Nylander. I mean, that's just too much. That's too much. Yes, it is. Uh, I think combining those four players alone, Sam, um, I think Toronto has over $40 million used in just those four players. I just don't think that's a good recipe to make a team. 
And I think it all started with a signing of John Tavares. They did not need him at all. I mean, the fortunate thing with with Tavares is his contract comes off the books. A couple years, two years, I believe. They could probably try to unload the contract if they wanted to toward the end of it. Yes, and they already have Matthews and Nylander signed long-term, which makes you think it's Marner. Yeah, so does Marner get the same treatment, or does he get moved on? Is he redundant? You know, I mean, I don't think Tavares is going to finish his career out there because he's not going to get that kind of money again. No, he's not. Um, so if he wants another big payday, it's probably not in Toronto because they can't afford that. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Um, I think it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they're put their cap strapping themselves. They have, and I tw- I tweeted this out too. I was like, "This is a disaster for the organization. They have no depth. They have no defense. They have no goaltending. You cannot win a Stanley Cup without these things." And again, they have nothing beyond their top six. They've got nothing at all on the back end. Maybe some offense there, but I don't. I can't think of a single shutdown guy they have. And then they definitely don't have goaltending. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're also dealing with injuries like us, they just don't have anybody. I mean, it's not it's Matt Murray. Is he even still up there? I mean, no, no. It's Ilya uh, Samsonov. Right, I Samsonov. think their best goalie has been Martin Jones. Yeah, Martin Jones, who's still you know nothing great. Um. Uh, Wolves been fine, but again, not a Stanley Cup winning goal. He's hurt right now. Yeah, and so and Samsonov's been a disaster. I mean, kind of similar to why they sent Campbell. Him, that, in, that's in the why team. they sent him down. Yeah, so I mean, similar to Toronto's situation. A lot of teams having that. Contending teams like Toronto, Edmonton, Carolina have had this goaltending struggle, but adding eleven and a half million dollar contract to your budget now just gives you that much, that little less money to go in and shore up. Because you can replace Nylander with a top-notch goaltender in the offseason if you wanted to. Shut down defenseman like a Brett Pesci who's probably going to hit the open market. And then you could still get yourself maybe a top nine forward to slot in there. So, yeah. They have $21 million in cap space to work with next year. And they already have quite a few contracts expiring. Bertuzzi, Domi, See, that's um, a lot of their Robertson, TJ Brody, Timothy uh, Lilligren. I think that's how you pronounce it. Lilligren. Lilligren. Sorry. Uh, I always have trouble pronouncing names. Uh, and, of course, Martin Jones. But those are kind of... Oh, and Jake Muzzin, too. And John Kleenberg. Matt Murray is still on LTIR. So they have lots of injuries, too. I think that's going to be a part of it. But yeah, um, I just don't think that's the recipe for winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, you got to have defense. I mean, Colorado, I think, is a great example. They won a Stanley Cup. Now, do they have the offense? Yes. Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen. I believe they had Kadri at the time, Sam. Great offense. But you also had the goaltending and the defense to back it up. You had McCarr, Devon Taves, and uh, Samuel Gerrard. And, I mean, you had the the big, good defenseman yeah. behind, in Colorado. You All you have is Morgan Riley. That's it. Morgan Riley's not really a shutdown guy. But he, yeah, he's more of like a Dougie Hamilton type of Dougie Hamilton, Tony D'Angelo type of player where he's just offense. Yeah. Um, and look, Toronto is a I, we're going to outscore our problems kind of a team. And sometimes it works. It can work. I don't think it's. It's a re- it's not a recipe to win a Stanley Cup. Not normally. Sometimes, again, you could maybe back in the old days. 
when you have the Gretzkys and Lemieux and the Forsbergs and Leclairs of the um of Mike Bossy, yeah, Bossy, or of the ear where you're out, where you're trying to do you write up the score. Maybe that where pads, hockey pads were smaller, all that stuff. I just I don't know if that's like Toronto would struggle against a team like Carolina in the playoffs because we're going to grind them out, we're going to shut them down, and we also have skill too. I mean. Their system is going to work when you're playing up against a team like Anaheim, who only has a singular good player in Trevor Segris. But it's just not, it's not a. It's not a recipe for success. No, and they're going to continue to lose until they get something that works out. And Brad Tree Living has a pretty bad re- record on offering long term deals. Yes, Jonathan Huberdo, as an example. Do I think Huberdo turns it around? Yes, I do. I think he's an outstanding hockey player. He's just not in the situation he was in Florida. No, he's not. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting, Sam. And another piece of news was a trade that happened between two high-level young players. Yep. You got Cutter Gauthier, who I, I don't know if he's in relation to Ju- Julian Gauthier, who we drafted, but he's fifth overall mm. in the 2022 draft. He gets traded to Anaheim Yep. for, um, I believe it was a Third third round pick? I'm, I'm checking real quick here. Uh, no, second round pick and Jamie Drysdale. I thought Philadelphia d- w- was really good in getting what they could get because apparently Cutter Gauthier, at one point when he got drafted, he was like, yeah, I want to be a Flyers. I'm a Flyers fan forever. And then moments, months after, he was like, I'm, send me out. I want to be traded. So, yeah, I wonder if it's John Tortorella. I don't look. I don't care. When John Tortorella has done what he's done with this team, this Flyers team is um, probably a playoff team. Which that's, sh- that's my that's shocked my me. Issue. It shocked you. Neither of us had Philadelphia in a playoff position, and it shocked people like Elliot Friedman, who apparently is being used in an ad in Philly. If you've listened to Thirty Two Thoughts, he's talked about that too. Um, everyone is just shocked at how well Philly's done. And you have to attribute that a lot to not only the players, but to the outstanding coach that John Tortorella is. And this reminds me a lot of the situation with Adam Fox. Again, I'm, I'm going to view yeah, this player. Yeah, same here. That's, that's what I thought. Too. And I'm going to view this player in a similar situation. And I think we need to stop. We need to, there needs to be some kind of overhaul to force these players to play and or sign entry level deals with their teams. And they have to play. Because it's ridiculous. Like, you wasted a draft pick on this guy who initially said they want to play, and now they're like, I don't want to play here. And I'm like, well, that's not fair to the organization that wasted a draft pick on you and a high draft pick. I think they were exactly. fifth overall. Yeah. So I, I really thought he kind of did Philadelphia dirty there, even though yeah. Philadelphia, I thought they did really good in the trade. And I believe in everything that Daniel – and I stand – with everything Breer has said, Tortorella has said, where you don't want to be here anymore, bye, you're out. Tortorella said he didn't know him from a hole in a wall. Tortorella doesn't care. You know, John, you know, Jamie Drysdale is a flyer. So at this point, who cares? Right? This kid's going to be hated by Philly fans for forever. Well deserved because he's a brat and didn't want to play there. Dude, just play your entry level deal. You don't have to stay. Like, yeah, you'll be an RFA, but that's still, I mean, what you did, it's, it's a sleazeball move to do. And it's why Adam Fox is a POS and this guy is too. It's just that simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of players doing that, but again, oh, uh, it is their life, so. It's how we got Tim Gleason. 
Yeah. Jack Johnson didn't want to play for Carolina. We drafted Jack Johnson, didn't want to play. So well, we the, traded him. That, to, trade, to Tim that trade worked out. I mean, yeah, it did. Tim, Tim Gleason, Gleason was, great. was great. I mean, I think Jack Johnson over his career has been the better hockey player, but um that I mean it, I mean we got a we got a need out of the player. Again, Tim Gleason was a need. And Frederick Anderson didn't want to originally sign with us because we drafted him in the seventh seventh round, I believe. Yeah, well Frederick was Anderson was a little Which was bit. interesting. He had the choice to go back into the draft. He did. Because um, we didn't give him a contract. And I understand that because Carolina at the time, I believe it was Cam Ward, Justin Peters. Justin, we already had a plethora was it like of young Oak? goalies. Basically. Yeah, we had a bunch of young goaltenders, none of which panned out. But, you know, if you're a goalie getting drafted and you look at it, you're like, well, I don't really see myself being able to have a shot. I can see that. I can see that, too. Because when Freddie really made a name for himself, Cam Ward was still a hurricane, so... I mean, Cam Ward wasn't going to go anywhere. So and he was drafted by Anaheim, who will be playing Thursday. Yep, Anaheim Thursday, and Freddie Anderson did very well there. Then he moved to Toronto. He did very well there. And then he came to Carolina, and he's done very well here. Yes, he has. So that is all for NHL news. Pretty eventful this week so far. And the only one piece of Hurricanes news I want to discuss, I don't want to go too much into detail on this because it's just a business transaction. That's all it is. But Hurricanes announced that they have uh, a jersey partner with Nucor. Uh, obviously, uh, Nucor uh, is one of the biggest suppliers of steel in North America. Uh, good for them. I mean, it, to me, it just sounds like a Tom Dundon type of move as a way to get more money. That's how I see it. I hate that. Uh, oh, you hate the the uh, that? I hate jersey being s- really interesting. Always have, yeah. So you don't want you you don't really want it to look like a NASCAR type of no I don't want it to <laughs> jersey. I don't want it to look like the European crap. Yeah, um, honestly, I don't want to either. I am a big proponent of keeping the authentic the the um, original design of the jersey intact. Basically, yes. Um, I don't like a lot of advertisements on jerseys either. I really don't, especially on the beautiful jersey like jerseys that we have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I I am with you there all the way. Now, we're going to be doing our midterm grades for specifically defensemen and goalies. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 24. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam. So, how we're doing this? Um, we've already filled ours out. And we're doing this by a grade that you receive while you're in school. A, B, a C, D, to F. F. Yep. And I'm not going to tell you which ones that I gave. We're just going to go down the uh, pecking order here. So, uh, y- you want to start or me? I'll go first. Okay. Brady Shea, I give an A. He's been outstanding. He's been our second best defenseman on the blue line. Unbelievable season for him again. He had a great season last year. He's replicating it again this year. Maybe not the goal number, but that's fine. I mean, he's been great on the on the defensive side of the puck, offensive side of the puck. He's helping run that second power play. Everything about Brady Shea has been fantastic. Sign the man today if you can. Yes, definitely. Uh, you took the words right out of me. I gave Shea an A, too. I think he's been the most consistent uh, defenseman out of, to me, honestly, every, everybody, including Jacob Slavin, because even though I still think he is still the foundation of this blue line, I think Shea's been a little bit more consistent. I think of a couple games that Slavin hasn't really been uh, the best. Um, but Shea, he's been very, very consistent. Uh, he can play offense. He can play defense. He is that true uh, two-way defenseman that we really, really like. And I I really hope we sign him to a long-term deal. Especially yes. with the short-term deals that we already have with Slavin going to be coming off the book soon and Orlov come, coming off the book soon. I think it's very important to have at least one guy signed long-term before you start negotiating with Slavin. Because I do think Slavin's going to be here long-term. It's yeah. just nice to have some insurance well, I think you signed Slavin and Shea this offseason. Slavin, Shea, Chatfield, probably D'Angelo, because you can get all those guys done this year. And then you probably let Pesci walk if you don't move him at the deadline. Yes, that's that's exactly what I would do, too. Uh, Sam, next player, Dmitry Orlov. I I doubt he's the name in your book. No, uh, I gave him a D. Really, a D? Okay. I, I don't think he's been all that great. I think he's kind of just there. I might have a different opinion of him if he was playing eight million dollar player minutes, which he's not. Um, I don't think he's been worth his contract not even close well i agree with you on that and that's how you have to grade these players right you're paying the money are you doing what we paid you to do the answer to that is no Montreal our law is not providing offense he's not really providing all that great of defense usually he's the problem on the back end um you know if he was providing offense i could be like okay yeah you know you're doing what we wanted you to do um which he's not um chatfield's been the significantly better player on that pair and it's made Orloff look good. That's yeah, it's made, why, it, because Stratfield's that good. Yeah, and that's probably the only reason why I didn't give Orloff an F. Um, I think he's been better. He's worked his way up to the D. He could probably be maybe a C or a B by the time the season ends, but right now, no. I gave Orloff a C. Uh, so a little bit of a different grade there. 
but the reason why I gave Orlov a C is because I do think he's been playing a little bit better defensively, um, even though he did have one glaring issue in the St. Louis game. But regardless, I think he's been playing better defensively. I think he's definitely been playing better, um, especially with Traffield. Again, I think why he's been playing well with Traffield is because Traffield's just that good. And I do think there is top four defenseman in Orloff, but at times I think we see more of a top six than a top four. And obviously Orloff has gotten a lot better. Part of the reason why I gave him a C than at the beginning of the season, because him and D'Angelo just was not working at all. Yes. So that's why I gave him a C. Uh, Sam, next player is Brent Burns. I gave him a C. I think he's not been all that great this year. Um, you know, kind of in that middle, right? He's not like I haven't hated him. I don't love him, but I think he's definitely regressed. And I think we're seeing that this year pretty clearly, which is why I've been calling to put D'Angelo up with, with Slavin over Burns and maybe put Orloff out. I don't know. There are things you can do, right? Especially if you move up to defenseman like Pesci at the deadline. Yeah. Either way, I'm not a big fan. Or, or even if you want to keep everybody in as is and you want Slay and you want, um, D'Angelo to still be the healthy extra, you're paying Orlov nearly $8 million. Put him on the first pair, right? I just, Burns has been wildly inconsistent. He's been better of late, but we cannot, I just, I think age is catching up to him, which happens when you're almost 40 and you're a hockey player. So it's not like I'm knocking Burns. I'm saying the inevitable is happening. Father time wins every time. And I think that's kind of the direction we're going with Brent Burns. Mm. So I gave Burns a C as well. Now, obviously, to me, I kind of mirror his performance a little, a little bit with Orlov because at, at the beginning of the season, he wasn't, even though he wasn't bad, the reason why is because even though he wasn't, I, I think, playing terribly, he wasn't providing offense. I think that's the big thing with Burns. Hasn't been providing it. Now, recently, and that's part of the reason why I gave him a C, because, honestly, if we had did this midterm grades thing, few weeks ago, I would have given him a D. Yeah, same. He's played much um, better lately. He's played much better lately, putting up actual points. And to me, that's a sign of, well, maybe hopefully Father Time hasn't catched up to him because of recent performance. I hope so. So I hope he keeps putting up the points. We need him to. Yes. Next player, Ante. Ranta. So... I'm going to give him an F, I think, for obvious reasons, and I'm not about putting players down. So I think his his performance has spoke for itself. So I'm not going to go into detail here. I don't like to put players down. I, I don't like giving out Fs, but I think that's really what you have here, and I'm hoping what we saw the last game is what we continue to see in this rises. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know... It's only two games. He's only played two games since. Yeah. He got uh, kind of sort of sent down. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anything else other than it's an F for now. I'm hoping that goes up. Yes. Um, I I put Auntie Ranta as an F too. Um, Again, this is mainly on the players' performances, not us grading on the players' personality. I think Ranta has a great personality. I think everybody in the locker room loves him to death. But from what we're seeing on the ice, Ronza, 
Uh, his performance so far midseason has been just brutal. Um, a couple of games have been costed because of his poor goaltending performance. And if it gets to around three or four by midseason, it's kind of a problem. So, again, I think one, okay, midseason, you have one bad game, okay. But three or four, that's just unexcusable. You've let eight goals against Tampa, five goals against Nashville. Um, I think there are a couple goal, couple games in there too. But mm-hmm. that's the reason why I give Ronta an F. Again, not because of his personality, no, but because of Father his performance. Fan. Love Father Fan, and we want to see more of what we saw recently. That is his game. Yes, it that is. That is Auntie Ronta. That is what we have seen since he's come to Raleigh. Auntie Ronta has been the most consistent of all the goaltenders that we've had in the system since they came in, right? It's been the last, this is their third year. Ronta and Anderson have been very good. And Ronta has been the most consistent, especially at home. Dude can't lose. Yes. He, yes, he cannot. Uh, Next player, Sam, probably your favorite player and the most controversial one (laughs) somehow, Tony D'Angelo. Yes. So it's hard here because he hasn't played a whole lot. Um, and I don't think he's been put in the position to succeed, but when he's been on the ice, he's made some mistakes, which is why I gave him a B minus because the offense is there, right? So you had the mistakes with Orlov and D'Angelo, but you didn't have the production with Orlov. You had it with D'Angelo and D'Angelo's ability to skate was a, was a big help, right? When there was a mistake there, D'Angelo can skate Orlov could not, which is why there was always a problem, but I love Tony. I, I want to see him play more, which is why I want to move Pesci out. Um, cause then you're going to have yourself in a much better position or going to play more minutes as he should with the salary we're paying him and again, Pesci's just redundant. He also hasn't had that good of a season and we'll talk about him soon anyway. Um, but yeah, B minus, I like his production when he plays his power play plays pretty well. He's been pretty well. He's a dynamic passer. He just hasn't played a lot. I mean, maybe this is up or down if he's playing a lot more, <sighs> but he's not. So it's hard to really give a grade to someone who doesn't play a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, I gave D'Angelo a B as well, uh, mainly because, one, he hasn't played a lot. And second, I think in the games that he has played in, um, I gave him a B because of what he is known for, his offense. If we were grading defense defensemen by defensive attributes d'angelo would be low on my list but i'm giving him a b because of his offensive ability and because he is just magical on the power play yes that's the reason why i gave him a b and he's proved it too he actually has and he proved it this first stint and he's played well here he's not benched because of his poor performance he's benched because there's just not a spot for him right now Exactly. That's that's a big difference. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to Chatfield, and it's probably not fair to Orlov to have any of these guys benched. And I kind of like what Brandon said on the warning take. Why the heck not put him on as a forward? I mean, put him on a forward line. I don't have a problem with that. Give him a shot. Honestly, I do that too. I really would make him a forward. Yeah, I, I seriously would too because I mean his defense just isn't there. And you know which position has the least defensive responsibility? The wing. Yeah, to throw him as so a wing. So throw him on the wing. So um, I totally agree with Brandon and you. I wouldn't mind putting, putting him at forward either. Our next player, Sam, Jalen Sheffield. B 
plus. He's been good, solid. You know, offense really isn't there, but you're playing a third pair of minutes. He's been able to take care of Orlov's mistakes for the most part. I think his last couple games, Chatfield hasn't been good, but I'm not going to let that affect his overall score. I think a B plus is pretty fair. Um, and he's played very fairly well this season coming in and who also, he didn't play a lot at the beginning of the season. So he probably felt like he got shunned a little bit who probably didn't deserve it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just the direction that we're in right now. I think we do. I think no matter what, you were going to have a defenseman sitting that probably shouldn't have been. Um, and I think D'Angelo or Chatfield has played well. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I gave Jalen Chatfield an A because he's been holding that pair up. With Orlov. And considering he's doing that with diminished minutes because he's on a third bear, I'm giving him an A. He's had a couple mistakes. Um, players are not um, perfect. And neither is Jacob Slavin. We've seen him make some mistakes before. Um, so that's the reason why I'm giving him an A. Uh, Sam, uh, another here's another player that hasn't really played a lot of games. Yeah. Patrick Anderson. I gave him a C because he was. Serv- I did too. He was serviceable, if that, when he was playing, and I think a lot of it was he was coming back from an injury. I think he got hurt, and then he had this problem come up, the blood clotting issue. I'm not, and you know, the blood clotting issue is separate. That's not why he wasn't great when he was playing. He wasn't great, I think, because he was hurt. He had tweaked something, but again, he was still coming back from injury, so. Again, I don't know if Frederick Anderson ever plays hockey again. I don't. I don't think anybody does. And anyone who professes to know if you're not a medical professional, you don't know what you're talking about because you just don't know if this kind of an issue there was, I think they talked about it on our last episode when we did it with the warning take in Kenyak sessions. I think it was Pascal Dupuis who had blood clotting issues and he had to retire early. So sometimes that happens. It's a dangerous illness because you got to be on blood thinners and if you get cut by a skate. That's you can't be, you can't with blood thinner that will kill you. So has a very good chance to do so. So, yeah, it's just the situation that that he's in. Um, I guess a C is fair. I gave him a C too, um, along with the lines with what you said. He hasn't had a lot of minutes, but I don't think he's been as terrible as Ronta. But he hasn't played to the heights of how Kachekov has been playing for this long, great stretch that he has. Yes. So I put him as a C and it sucks to think that this might be his last mm. stretch as a goalie for the NHL. Yeah. Cause I hate it if it ends like that with blood clotting, but, um, I I really hate that for Anderson, but because of his performance, I'm giving him a C. Uh, Next player is Brett Pesci, and I know you're a little bit critical of Pesci. Well, yeah, and he is in this position at no fault of his own. I blame this on management. Um, Pesci, I'm giving a C. I don't think he's been all that great this year. I've been giving him a B. I mean, I think a C or a B is fair, but I think the only reason he's not an A, like Brett Pesci normally would be, is because skating ability skating ability has gone down and I blame management because, and and I, and I cite Jack Eichel situation again, like I did in the last episode that you're in a position where you just went through an entire off season knowing the team wanted to unload you. And it sounded like there possibly was a deal in place to do that very thing. And it didn't happen. 
And I think now you're in a situation where it's like, okay, this team might not want to give me a contract. And I think that's likely because they don't want to pay him what he wants. And he wants seven, which I think is unreasonable because he doesn't produce. Um, Yeah. He is a pure defensive defenseman. And I think you get that seven million in an area like Toronto who needs a Brett Pesci. Yeah, they do. And Edmonton Oilers who need a Brett Pesci. So those teams are salivating at the thought of Pesci hitting the open market. Um, I'm curious that they didn't make the deal because at this point you're in a spot where, you know, you're limited because he's got a 15 team, no trade clause. So you can only trade him to 17 teams in the national hockey league. And you got to think probably every Canadian team is on that list. And those are the teams that really Carolinas would target for players. Now there are ways around that. You move him to a team he wants to go to, you get assets, take the assets, flip them over to those teams. But I think he's playing, he's playing in a contract year and either you play good or you play poorly in a contract year. Usually there's nothing in between. And right now you're getting that, tough stretch I think for Pesci where he's not where he needs to be and I think it's going to hurt him when he when he when the contract talks come up that might keep him here because Carolina might get him at the number they want I mean do I do a two by seven for Pesci I think that's a conversation you can have I mean we're already kind of doing it anyways with Orloff <laughs> which is why I don't really want to do it with two no I don't I'd rather don't. do that with Shay if we're only going to do short-term deals with one and of these Slavin. two guys well Slavin's going to get a long-term deal and he's getting a pay raise so Slavin's getting yes. a pay raise this season Shay has earned a pay raise Pesci I just don't know if you can justify paying him that dollar and I think that would be a fair conversation now I love Brett Pesci he's been a hurricane for as long as I can remember his whole career um, I watched him play as a rookie, watched him come into the National Hockey League. He's been with this team longer, I think, than even Slavin has. And it's a frustrating situation to be in because I I think the prevailing thought is he, he's going to walk. I, I don't think they move him unless the right deal comes around. And, they, and it might. The right deal might come around for one of these guys. I mean, they might try to move uh, D'Angelo, but I just don't think you're going to get anything for that. But you can move Pesci, and you can get quite a lot from a team that needs him. Oh, yeah, you could. Um, especially if he's got a team from Canada, either a Toronto or Edmonton, that's not on that list. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. Brad Pesci, uh, I give him a B because even though I think his skating ability um, has gone down, I still think he is a top four defenseman. And part of the, re- part of the reason why I say that is I haven't, really seen him make those Orlov D'Angelo defensive mistakes. So that's part of the reason I think with Pesci, when he's at his best, he plays like a top two at worst. He kind of plays like a, a kind of in between, I think a top four and a top six defenseman. So uh, Pesci, I do think, I think he's playing well for the most part because, I mean, he could play a lot worse, especially with all the trade rumors swirling around him. And even those those trade rumors, I mean, are kind of dead at the moment with it being regular season, all that type of stuff. There's still the speculation still is very strong. So that's why I gave Pesci a B. Sam, my favorite player now. 
Jacob Slavin. A plus, it's Jacob Slavin. Nothing else needs to be said. He can have a bad game, but a bad game for Jacob Slavin is a good game for a lot of other players. So, A plus, Jacob Slavin. Like I said, Brady Shea's been the best defenseman on the team. Jacob Slavin's, Brady Shea's been the second best. Jacob Slavin has been the best, which is why he's the A plus. Brady Shea's the A. Also, the only two players I gave A's to on this list were Shea and Slavin. Well earned, well deserved. Both of them have been very, very good. I think Slavin has had more bad games this season than he has in the past. But again, it's Jacob Slavin. So, yeah, you know, he's still pretty good on a bad night. Oh, he is. Um, I gave him an F, though. I'm just kidding. I gave him an A. <laughs> your face. Oh, my God. Your face was priceless. <laughs> say no way you gave your face. He, he could have had the worst season of his career, a minus 30, and you would find a way to give him an A. No, I would not. Okay. <laughs> if he was minus 30, having the worst season, I'd probably, I would give him an F, even though he'd still be my favorite player. Uh, Slavin, uh, I think performance-wise, he has been the glue to this blue line, he's been that foundation. Uh, I agree with you. I'm like even the, even though he's been on bad, there have been bad nights with him. There even on those bad nights, he's still very good. Uh, nothing I could ask more from Jacob Slavin. He's been doing excellent. Yes. And now the last player on the list, mm-hmm. Pyotr Kachekov. I believe Pyotr Kachekov has moved into this grade because if we had done this a month ago, it would be a lot lower. I'm giving him a B plus, not an A yet because I want to see more of this throughout the season. Because right now he's the guy. Yes, he and is. He's going to be the guy next year because it's if Anderson can't go, he's the only goalie we have on contract other than Peretz, right? Because Freddie will be LTIR. He's never going to play again. Or Freddie comes back and they do 1A, 1B. But Kochetkov is going to be, I think that the likely answer is, Kochetkov is going to be the guy. I think even if Anderson comes back, Anderson will fall into that backup role and Kochetkov will be the guy. So I want to see more of the same. I want to see Kochetkov continue to play. Maybe like him to see him hold on to that stick a little bit better. But Yes, definitely. Uh, B-plus, well-deserved, I believe, for how he has played in recent uh, games. Um I give him a B too, and I think it's 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 he's played well, so keep up the good work. Continue to play. I could see him having an A by the end of the season if he goes down the stretch and Carolina overtakes New York, and the standings. He's going to have a lot to say about it. I said at the beginning of the year, and I said last season because I agree completely with Adam Gold. If Carolina is to win a Stanley Cup, Pyotr Kachekov is going to have something to say about it. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't agree with it last season because I still thought Anderson was the guy last season. But Kachekov, I agree with you. Now he's the guy, and I still think you need a goalie. I do too. Unless Ronta just continues to play lights out, then maybe you've corrected. I think that's risky. I think that's beyond risky. So, do I get a goalie? Yes, I think you do. Whether it's Aaron Dell, whether that is like a Yarrow Halak, whether you go and make a trade, it's an, it's, I don't know. It's 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 another option, and it's sure because it's because Kachekov's been playing amazing so far. Yeah, and you want to get a goalie who could step in and play and play a lot if Kachekov can't. If Kachekov reverts back yes. to the beginning of the year, Kachekov and he so. still can because yeah, we've already seen those bad games. Well, the two Islander games yes. stick out to me. Kachekov has played poorly this year. And so has Ranta and more often than we care to admit. Um, so do you need another goalie in case an issue comes arises? Yes, you do. 
Does that goalie have to be your number one guy? No, just has to be able to come in and play and be serviceable. You have to stop what you should stop. So yeah, those were excellent thoughts, Sam. And uh, now that is the end of this episode. Uh, The next episode is going to be a Justin Williams special episode. Uh, We cannot wait to have you guys listen to that. We already have a few guests lined up for that episode. Uh, So we hope you guys enjoy. So we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.